Welcome to Stacy on the Right, the podcast. I'm so excited to have our next guest with us today, Gary Sheffield Jr., contributor to Outkick the Coverage. Gary is a son, the son of former Major League Baseball star Gary Sheffield. And he's joining us today on wokeness in the NBA. Couldn't have been a better time for us to have this conversation. Gary, thank you for your time today. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited because um, I've been watching with interest. I've even been playing the audio clips of these different NBA stars on my night show on Sirius XM. And I've been talking about this incessantly really because these are men that I don't normally agree with they're the guys who you know they were kind of supporting Black Lives Matter they were into the kneeling you know they supported their cohorts in the NFL with the kneeling and all of that and so I don't normally find myself aligning politically or uh, culturally with NBA stars but on this they have eloquently expressed their reasons for not wanting to get vaccinated and there aren't a ton of them Um, And instead of having Black Lives Matter and other people, organizations, groups come alongside them, they've had a few of their team members express support. But for the most part, they've been shunned by the National Basketball Association. Yeah, what's really funny about it is you're starting to realize that these athletes and just celebrities in general, they agree with regular middle class people often. The, the difference is, is they normally don't have to do the same practices. They don't normally have to do these liberal things like such as LeBron James coming out and saying, well, we shouldn't have walls and, and, and all these different things that were wildly liberal. And people were disagreeing with it, especially the, the conservative movement. But he didn't have to practice these things. But now suddenly, now that with the mandate, like the liberal athletes who are these celebrities – they have to do the same thing that we have to do. They have to go get vaccinated in order to keep their job. And they're not used to doing these things. So now that they have to live by our rules, suddenly you're seeing people stand up for the middle class and people like you and I. Right. And, and when you say standing up, it's actually hurting Kyrie Irving a lot because yeah. he's benched, he's sidelined. And I think it's so unfair because he really... He, he could have come out and said, look, I ain't getting the vaccine because I don't want to. And I have a right as a human being to control what's injected into my body. And that's it. And yeah. instead, he came out with this really eloquent, you know, kind of explanation. And he also expressed his desire to continue to work. And he did so in such a way that it was almost non-NBA-esque. It was, <laughs> it was the anti-NBA form of talking. Normally, they issue their proclamations with bravado while they're wearing, you know, a $10,000 outfit, pulling a $10,000 bag from a private jet. And they'll, you know, toss a quote out to the waiting media and everybody eats it up. They lap it up like, you know, cool milk. Not this time. He sat down, he really explained his position and he has gotten no love from his employer for that. Yeah. Cause a lot of people just don't want to get in trouble because they want to keep their job. They want to make sure, and, and as you've heard, like Kyrie's losing, he's going to lose like $20 million this year. They, the average person who is going to quit their job, and, and this is not meant as a slight, most of the people who are quitting their jobs believe that they can do something similar in, in terms of revenue elsewhere. They feel like they can go get a job, maybe that will afford them more, just more rights at that job, and they can go do that. But how often do you see somebody 
literally punt on $20 million because the chances are Kyrie Irving, if he gets the COVID vaccination, nothing's going to happen to him according to the statistics. It's not likely, but it can. And he's really fighting for the middle class, which is amazing to me. And this is the first time in just probably decades that I've ever seen an athlete that's doing something that really isn't going to impact himself. And he's actually taking, he's taking the bullet for all of us. And obviously I'm, I'm happy that he didn't just come out and say it the way a lot of us have and just said, I'm not getting this vaccination. He actually came out and prepared it with his PR team and made sure that he sounded um, not like a conspiracy theorist. He really represented us well. Yeah. If it, I was impressed by it because it was so considered as opposed to kind of a haphazard. Yeah, I don't think I'm getting it. You know, I, I got my reasons and I, you know, I can do what I want, which there's, there's validity to that. So I'm, I'm not saying that every time I make a decision um, that I need to, you know, have a, a, you know, fully thought out thing. But as you noted, you know, I'm not making $20 million a year. He is. <laughs> and so for him to come out and say what he said, I, I just I'm surprised by the lack of um, like so the the NBA is normally they're very responsive to the players, the players union. So it, is this a lack of support among the other players that is causing Kyrie to kind of be out on his own like this? Because it seems like the NBA would respond if, if the bulk of the, the players were demanding that they not be forced into this. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually surprised. Normally, the players like if LeBron James, LeBron supported my tweet, which was really a retweet of what Draymond Green was saying and saying that Andrew Wiggins should be able to have that, that freedom of, of choice and, and be able to make a decision for his family. But the NBA obviously doesn't feel like they can win that battle with New York City um, and California. For some reason, they don't think that they can get, um, and this is obviously on the Players Association. I don't know how they didn't uh, defend against these type of protocols because it's happening differently all across the country. You, you see, even in California where there's mandates, in L.A. there isn't. The Lakers can, LeBron James can remain unvaccinated. He can still show up to the arena. He can play. He won't miss his game check. But Kyrie Irving's being seen as this outcast because he happens to play in Brooklyn, New York. But if Kyrie played for the Phoenix Suns out here in Arizona, it wouldn't be a problem. He would still be, he'd be playing tomorrow. So like, these things are, um, it's obviously disappointing. But you just have to follow the dollars. And when, when somebody is making a decision that costs them $20 million that doesn't involve physically assaulting somebody or sexually assaulting somebody, that person is usually in the right. So let's talk about that for a second because um, I, I got a real problem with the fact that so many people in the NFL and the NBA have assault, sex assault, uh, battery charges against them. And they continue right. to play while those charges are adjudicated. And they often will go into um, these kind of programs where they're, you know, you have to go to counseling, you have to go to these sessions where you learn how not to mm -hmm. be violent, those types of things. And then what they do is after, you know, a few of those sessions, they're able to say, well, I paid a fine, I remediated, but it doesn't change the fact that the video of them smacking a person to the ground and dragging them out of an elevator by their hair, you know, all these, it's just like... Yeah unbelievable things that they've done and they lack self-control. So in, in those instances, they are given full coverage by the national basketball association or the NFL. The players union is silent. They are given the opportunity to, um, 
to basically live their lives with, without any financial right. repercussions. That's yeah. a huge statement about our culture that's being made right there. Yeah, our culture really, and this is on both sides, our culture means that politics are more important than human lives. It does not matter what you do. It's more, our politics are more important than women. It just is. And that's very sad. And that's something that shouldn't be the case. But you've obviously seen with Ray Lewis and when, when you're talking about murder charges, and then you have people like Ray Rice who, who are punching a woman and knocking her out ice cold, should never see a football field again. But they do. Why? Because they align with the league. And, that, and that's, that's really what it comes down to. Are they, fin- are they helping the league financially? So people are willing to overlook sexual assault and physical assault, but they cannot, they can't overlook assault on their politics. They cannot overlook any type of dialogue. If somebody wants to have a different point of view in terms of politics, which essentially Kyrie is, because conservatives are pro-choice in, in, in ter- in ter- pro, pro-choice in terms of a mandate, right? But suddenly, if you even have that point of view, you're worse than somebody who's assaulted a woman. You're worse than somebody who's potentially murdered somebody. You just are. And, and that's really sad, and it, it shows a lot about where we are today. It does. It, 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 it speaks to our cultural norms in the worst possible way. Um, so let's, let's talk about like going forward. Um, do you think that Kyrie Irving's situation is a permanent one, or do you think there's going to be some common sense around it? Because Southwest Airlines is backing off of their mandate after their pilots and, and air traffic right. controllers kind of said, not, not today. You, you might fire people, but when you do, you won't be running an airline. I, I hear tell they lost $50 million or some outrageous sum like that. Um, yeah. the, the employees brought them to their knees and they showed them, you know, you can't run this company without us. And if you fire some of us, you're going to have a problem with all of us. I love the solidarity in that. And also, um, is it Delta, I believe, also made an announcement? They're not, no, they have a much higher vaccination rate, but still, they're not going to let people go. Yeah, no, what, what they were operating under the impression that everybody was replaceable. They thought that the unvaccinated were just, they were just going to push them into the corner and the remaining people that had a job were going to be vaccinated and all systems were going to be going. But the problem was that you, out of sheer numbers, they didn't realize how many people really weren't going to be listening to these protocols because just a couple months ago, I remember the president saying, well, the majority of the country is vaccinated. So what's, what's the, what are the rest of the people, what are they waiting for? But then suddenly you have to get to a point where you need a, you need a mandate federally. And now our airlines are actually shutting down and you're going to, you're blaming weather, you're blaming everything under the sun, other than the fact that the actual people in the United States are not wanting to get this mandate. They're not trying, they do not want this mandate whatsoever. So now I'm looking at it and I'm saying, maybe the people are far more powerful than they are leading on to believe. Like maybe we are actually more powerful than we think we are. And when it comes to the NBA, the players can do the same thing. If Kyrie Irving sits out and suddenly there's an injury with the Brooklyn Nets roster, do we really think the Nets are going to say, well, we hope Kyrie comes around? No, the entire fate of your organization relies on Kyrie Irving's presence as the Southwest Airlines with all those other employees. And eventually they'll come around and they're going to fold into Kyrie's favor. So he may lose money in the short term, but in the long term, He's one, and, and I, I certainly don't want to see anybody get injured. I'm, I'm not, of this course, isn't me wishing course. someone would get injured, but I, I have to say that because someone will email me and go, I can't believe you are, I'm not wishing for anyone to get injured, but 
using your logic, which is completely sound, he's one injury away on almost any team from being mm-hmm. back on the court. Right. You just want to be needed because that's the thing is, can the Brooklyn Nets go win a championship this year without Kyrie Irving? A lot of people argue that they can't. But what happens all of a sudden if the Nets realize we actually need Kyrie? We have to have him. And we're willing to force, we're essentially willing to allow him to choose what he wants to do with his body, which the COVID vaccine does not protect anybody else when you get vaccinated. It only protects you. So essentially, we're willing to allow Kyrie to make a decision that he's comfortable with, whatever that decision is. And we're willing to have him on our roster no matter what, no matter what he does with his, with his private medical life. And if it ever gets to that point, whether it's injury, whether it's the mandate changing in New York um, on its own, that's possible too. Because just six months ago, we were all, everybody, a year ago, everybody was stuck inside their house and we didn't know when we were going to come out. And then fast forward six months and everybody's acting like it doesn't exist. And then we're back on a mandate. So things can change very quickly. And I hope, Somehow, some way, I, I never wish for an injury, but I just want the Brooklyn Nets to understand that they need Kyrie and have it maybe expedite this entire situation. So on a grand scale, people can realize that you can never just replace somebody, no matter who they are. And that goes to the heart of what used to be something we talked about openly and nobody got canceled for it. And that is that we have a meritocracy here in America. So, you know, on the big scheme of things, you can say, hmm, okay, these retail employees don't want X, so we'll replace them with other people who are retail employees. But because of the federal uh, money and the state money that's stacked up to make unemployment benefits so lucrative, many Americans, millions of them, have spent the last year to 15, 18 months sitting home collecting money. And, Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm not a person who curses other people or, you know, now you're unable to do X. But the fact is, we are our habits, right? So if you were a hardworking restaurant or retail worker or whatever you did before, and you spend 15 months sitting at home watching Netflix and gardening, you're not as hard of a worker now. You're going to have to ramp back up, and you have to have a reason that you want to do that. So we have a lot of people who have fallen out of the workforce, and we don't know how they're right. going to reenter and what in what capacity. So people, even at the level where you would say, well, this person is largely replaceable, the bank of replaceable people to bring in it has shrunk the bank of people that you need. And we are, we're already having shortages. Now we don't have shortages in basketball players because there are far more people who want to play in the NBA than there are slots in the NBA, but the talent level has to match right now. The standard is Kyrie Irving. So there aren't just tens of thousands of people of his size and stature and ability just waiting to step into his role. So you're right. He's extremely valuable right now. And someone is going to wake up one morning and realize it and maybe pick him off as opposed to waiting for the Nets to figure it out. But when you talk about um, air traffic controllers, shortage, nursing, shortage, doctors, shortage. Um, We have a shortage in the tech sector. That's why we bring in so many H1, B1 and B2 visa holders. So everywhere you look where you're talking about skilled talent from physical therapists to, you know, just anything. We have shortages, so we can't afford to lose unvaccinated workers for for the right. sin of not wanting to get the shot. We don't have any room. Yeah. yeah, and how and how ironic is it that the people who are working unvaccinated through the entire pandemic when all those commercials were running and people were saying, oh, those people, thank you guys so much. We were literally running commercials on any network that you chose. We were all running commercials thanking those people. Those are the exact same, that's the same unit of people 
that we are now laying off. All the people who were out there just with all the guts in the world who weren't afraid of COVID, it really wasn't. A lot of people were afraid of COVID and they, and they were working through it. But a huge portion of the society was saying, I'm not scared of COVID and I'm willing to support this community and get our community through this economically by me keeping my job and me not taking off and taking money from our government, taking the check that the government's sending. Now, suddenly the people who are refusing the check are the people being laid off and the people now who need the check. That's just not the way that's not the way America was supposed to be run. Nope. But we know one thing is for sure. Um, in a capitalist market, which we still have, even with, you know, the corruption and the kind of government uh, private sector partnerships, we still have a capitalist free market society and the free market will eventually level. It, it It's impossible for it not to. And in the, in the same fashion that we saw Southwest Airlines have to kind of basically step back and acknowledge that in the end, they are their employees. Um, all of these businesses right. are going to have to do that. I, I saw that Seattle police were signing off on Instagram in videos, you know, for their final watch because they they don't want to get vaccinated. And so a bunch of them were let go. Um, police departments across the country in Chicago, they had their first weekend at 50 percent uh, police strength because right. Mayor Lightfoot let police officers go. These are areas where we already have shortages because of, you know, the rioting from last year in 2020. And now we're letting the, the ones who actually survived all of that and stuck around, we're letting them go because they're not taking a shot. We're going to see a backlash on that in the same way that we saw a backlash on defunding the police. The ideas stink and eventually they have to be paid for. Yeah. And a lot of people were trying to explain it that, that really society is that the police force and how important they are. But now they're really getting an opportunity to illustrate that for society. They're trying to say, okay, if you want to defund the police or if you want to mandate the vaccine, see what it's like to live in a community without the unvaccinated, without the people who aren't willing to get this shot. See what it's like to live that way. In Seattle and Chicago, deep down, the people who run those states, they do know that we can't live without these people. The whole point is that they thought they can put the gun to our head and say, we can take your job away. And they say, well, take it then. Take my take my job away and then see how society operates without me. And society already in the short term has proven, Joe Biden has proven, they cannot live without us. They can't. The, the, the country doesn't run without us because you need all of us to run America. So I, I'm really not surprised that half the country is, is operating this way because it's exactly what you should be doing. And I'm obviously very thankful that people, even in the higher up society and like Kyrie Irving, are doing some of the similar things. Me too. Me too. And and I think, um, you know, when you say live without us, because I'm unvaccinated and it's not a yeah. it's not a political statement for me. I just believe that I have the the end decision about what shots I get lies with me. I consult with my physician. You know, I, I pray about it mm-hmm. and then I go forward. And other people right. are making the decision based on their own metric. You know, not everyone prays about it. Not everyone thinks about going to their doctor. Not everyone is thinking, uh, you know, it's me. Maybe they took advice from friends, relatives, family members, whatever. The circle of trust for each person is different. But I don't think that in the end, me sacrificing my principles, the ability to make decisions for myself, or just my bodily autonomy as an American, right. I I can't let those go. And Anyone who would try to force me, it feels like the the brute strength of a tyrant that they're trying to apply to me. 
And as an American, I have every right to stand up and say, no, I won't. And when I see Kyrie Irving willing to lay 20 million on the line, you know, it, it just strengthens my resolve. And what you said about not being able to live without us, that's true about almost every group in our society. We can't yeah. live without the super rich people. They're philanthropists. They also employ a right. ton of us. We can't live without a lot of a lot of people think they we kind of discount the poor people in our society. But a huge segment, like well over half of people who are living in poverty now, were at one point, a, they were functioning, contributing members of our society. So we can't say right. we can't live without, we, we could live without the poor, because we don't even know how many of them are people who used to be our neighbors because of the pandemic. Now they're poor and they're homeless. So there's no one yeah, that we can afford to sacrifice. And I love it yeah. that they're going to learn that. It's going to be tough, but they're going to learn it. Yeah, and they're trying to they're trying to scare the vaccinated and say, well, these all these people who are anti-mandate, they must be they're all anti-vaccine. That's what they are. They're all anti-vaccine. That could not be further from the truth for most of us. And that's that's just really the way it is. Most of us are not anti-vaccine. We're anti-mandate. I have always said if you're an at-risk American, if you if you have health issues, pre-existing conditions, I suggest you probably should go get vaccinated. Would I ever assume that somebody should go get vaccinated? No. I would look at them and say, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe you should, you know, you should consider it maybe. And and that's the thing is they get to make their own decision. They get to look at me and go, yeah, I heard what you said, but it doesn't really, it doesn't resonate with me. And that's the best part about America is that you're not forced to do anything. You're not forced to not do something. You just get to do whatever you want, essentially. Um, and that's that's really what we're protecting. And the second you take away one thing, they want to take away the next thing. And I, I try to tell people this is you open up Pandora's box. They did this in sports and they, they did this in the sports where they're trying to ban the Cleveland. They, they, they ban the Cleveland Indians and they say, well, we'll get rid of this one name, the Redskins. The Redskins will we'll get rid of it. Uh, it. It obviously was offensive to all these these groups of people. Even though you speak to the like to people who are Indian um, and they're never, no one's ever offended, they go, "Oh well, we'll change this one thing and it ends there. It makes society better." Then what happens? Now we got to change the Indians. So really, what's happening is that they want to move the need, they want to move the goalposts one way, then you conform to that, and then they continue to move you along and along and along, and you go, "When does this end?" And then you realize eventually that it never does. And that's hopefully when we reverse it right at the beginning, which is right now. We have to reverse it and, and hopefully it works out. You know, you, you always, you always, uh, I'm always going to have hope for America. I just always will. No matter who's the president, I'm going to wish them the best. But you, know, you don't really know how much control you actually have. Well, and the biggest deal for us is we don't have any control if we're not willing to take it, to exercise yeah. our authority over it. Uh, and I think you've so elucidated that today. I'm so glad that we had a chance to talk. I was so excited when I saw you were, uh, you know, a guest today on the show, Gary Sheffield Jr., contributor uh, to Outkick the Coverage and son of former Major League Baseball star Gary Sheffield. Um, and now, friend of the show, thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, and absolutely anytime. All right, looking forward to it. Hey, have a great afternoon. All right, you too. Okay, so I have one more thing to tell you about, and that is our Alliance for Shared Health. They are our health sharing ministry. Over 40,000 households participate, and they are easily 
found on our website, stacyontheright.com, familyvisionmedia.org. Just click the banner ad, head straight through, and you can sign up because open enrollment is year-round. And you can access a virtual care provider at zero cost, pick up prescriptions from the pharmacy using a shared prescription card, order lab and imaging tests at discounts of up to 80%. So in other words, it's very similar to your health insurance, only you're not supporting things you don't actually think are right, like abortion. Um, No funds for that in the Alliance for Shared Health. So reach out to them today. You can save 50 to 70% on your monthly premiums and make a difference in the lives of others who share your values. Head over to the Alliance for Shared Health by clicking the link at Stacy on the right or familyvisionmedia.org. The Alliance for Shared Health, changing healthcare and changing lives. And that's another podcast in the books. So cool to get to talk to Gary Sheffield today. Loved it. All right. You know what? God bless you. I'll talk to you again soon. Check me out over at SiriusXM, The Patriot 125. It's Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. God bless.